Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 35, where we're discussing Fire Plus Water from season 2 of Lost. I'm disappointed in you, Charlie. You followed me? How long you been coming out here? John, you got the wrong idea, man. You said you destroyed them all, and yet here they are. How is that the wrong idea? I came out here to finish the job. I'm going to get rid of these right now. Yeah, that's very convenient now that I found them. What are you doing? There was a time when I let you choose whether or not you were going to do this to yourself. Now I'm making that choice for you. Oh, you don't believe me? Give them to me. Give them to me right now. I'll destroy them. Look. I'll throw them in the sudden wind. Look, John, I know I lied, all right? Just wait. Wait, wait. Remember all those talks we had? You and me. We said everything happens for a reason. This island tests us. That's what this is, John. A test. This is my test. That's why these are here. These are here because you put them here, Charlie. Look, wait. John, wait. What are you going to do? You going to tell Claire? You can't. If she sees then, I'm done. She'll never trust me again, and she has to, John. It's about the baby. All right? Aaron's in danger. You have to believe me. You've given up the right to be believed, Charlie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. Today, we're discussing Fire Plus Water from Season 2 of Lost. It's a Charlie-centric episode and probably one of my least favorite Lost episodes of all time. Oh, okay. What did you, what did you think overall of the episode? Well, um, I can see, I guess I can see why, you know, people probably have problems with this and I, uh-huh. you didn't like it. Um, I can't say that. I didn't like it. I mean, I like all, I think I like all the lost, um, episodes, but so you're trying to say you're a better fan than I am. May, maybe <laughs> about a half cup better <laughs> yeah. fan than you are. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, what I didn't like about it was it was just, it was frustrating. You know, it's like, uh, it didn't give you a whole lot to go off of. And also, it, you know, for on Charlie's sake and the whole thing, you know, you didn't really feel like he deserved everything that was happening to him in this uh-huh. episode. You know, yeah. to me, it didn't seem that way. Yeah. And there wasn't a whole lot of like, um, I don't know, it was all kind of weird. There wasn't yeah. really thing, any really substance uh, to the whole, uh, you know, clip or um, uh, what was a episode. It was just right. more like weird. To, it was know. like a, a collection of random thoughts and yeah. backstory on Charlie rather than like to me, it did nothing to move the show forward. Right. It was all kind of like weird stuff for the sake of being weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do learn something about sh- some things about Charlie's past that were interesting, mm-hmm. and we, you know, kind of get to see that possibly Charlie's getting, you know, even further away from his previous drug habit. He's right. getting stronger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we can talk about it a little bit more later. But I wanted to get your general sure. sense right away. But I don't have very many notes from for this episode. Yeah, I'd say I don't have a whole lot either. So it might be a short episode, but we're going to give it uh, due diligence and go through it here. So the first thing I had, um, there was a comment made about Charlie being special. Uh-huh. I think it was his mom said something yeah. about him being special. 
just as we've heard so many times about Walt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Charlie felt pressure to save his family from their circumstances. Right. That's, that was kind of his plan from a, a kid to try to become something big that could save them from being, you know, what looked just like a lower to middle income family. Right. And, um, you know, he also begins to become jealous of Locke's, you know, being around Claire and the baby. Yeah. Those are the first three things I had. Any? Do you think there's any anything yet of any merit about Charlie being special? Like in any way like Walt? Or is this just, you know, a mom that loves her kid and that's all there is to it? I mean, obviously I think, you know, I think everybody on this island for some reason or another is special. Mm-hmm. I think they're there because of that reason. Um, from what I've seen about Charlie, you know, I don't know that I see any like Walt like characteristics. Right. Um, but I do see special qualities in him in the sense that, you know, obviously he's got a big heart, right? you know, and, mm-hmm. and he's always, you know, cared about other people. Mm-hmm. And there's a point in his life where it wasn't as obvious that he cared about other people. But I mean, I think he is special to a certain degree. I mean, uh, even as a little boy, they you know betrayed him or portrayed him as a as someone that was looking to get his family out of a situation that right. you know that was that type of guy and uh, or kid even and um, so I mean yeah I do think he's special but not like Walt right. in that sense that's my yeah it did make me think back on some previous episodes where we've seen kind of Charlie was kind of the third wheel in the band right you know, he, he kind of saw himself as like you know a really important part of the group but mm-hmm. the reality looked more like his brother was yeah. the, was oh, the yeah. front guy and he was kind of you know he was the base the proverbial bass player yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, oh, as yeah. it were so I, I also wondered if there was a part of charlie that feels like he was supposed to be the one that really made a difference not his brother yeah yeah and you know it's kind of like he grew up he was it kind of looks like he was invested in music from a very early age mm-hmm. and his brother was playing with his Voltron. Sure. You know? yeah, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it kind of like sums up, you know, Charlie's feelings about things. Oh, like, sure. Like he feels like he's kind of played second fiddle to his brother. Yeah. And you know, the actually went up that Christmas scene at first, I thought Charlie mm-hmm. didn't get any toys and I thought that's where we're going. <laughs> I was like, Oh, it's real bad because you know, yeah. I, I did see that his brother kind of was a center you know, of attention as he got uh-huh. older and things like that. Right. But I think what makes it, the I don't know the pain a lot deeper probably for Charlie is that from my understanding Charlie writes all the music mm-hmm. and is the mind behind it right so it's kind of like even though he's the one who's responsible behind the scenes mm-hmm. his brother Liam has kind of taken the spotlight away yeah and also it's kind of like you know Liam does seem to have a big part of the responsibility for you know saving their family right. for making this band what it was mm-hmm. but he's also responsible for Charlie becoming addicted like he was to drugs yeah you know, he's the one that got him started in the first place. Yeah. So it's kind of like as much as Liam did, you know, to help bring their family out of the position they were in, he also did a lot to kind of turn Charlie's life towards the worst it's ever been. Yeah, most definitely. And I mean, honestly, in this uh, episode, we don't, I mean, we don't know exactly where the mother and father really mm-hmm. fit into their adulthood. Right. But also even with the situation with Liam and... Charlie, they both seem to be still struggling, mm-hmm. you know, uh, through this episode, like, um, not just with the addictions, but I'm saying like even financially and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know the, how much they actually ever did escape, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're on the, the bubble, you know, almost ready to break out. Yeah. 
but yeah, I had a note there. about that too here okay. in a second. Yeah, that's uh, some more light on dr- on drive shaft and the state of their group. Right. Um, but the next thing I had to just kind of keep up with it is Hurley starts to show some clear interest in Libby. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> which was, which was good. Yeah, that, I thought that was hilarious. I love Sawyer's little bit on it. Yeah, don't you don't you have a load you need to drop in or? Yeah, and he's like, he's like, hey, yeah. and he walks in a tent. Hey, Libby. Hey, Libby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. He just leaves him sitting there. He's yeah, like, waves. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that was a great scene. Um, what's what's something you have on your notes? Well, I mean, one of the first things, obviously, it's one of the weird things that happened in the episode was. You know, the flashback. Well, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what you call it. I guess it was a dream mm-hmm. that that Charlie has. Uh, it starts off with him at the Christmas, and then he goes, you know, sees them as a, as adults. Right. You know, at first starts with kids, and then they're adults, and uh, then then he's playing this piano in the ocean. Uh-huh. And he hears Aaron inside of it, and right. then the the piano falls over. The jungle does something really weird. I mean, mm-hmm. it kind of distracts him, and then. You know, he wakes up and he's sitting there and he's holding Aaron in his arms. Right. You know, it's, I I don't understand really. I mean, obviously this is probably the whole basis behind the the whole idea behind this episode. But really, what in the world was going on? Yeah, I have no clue. That was my kind of my general thought for the episode that I have at the end. We can talk about it more. But yeah, I don't know how we're supposed to interpret what happened um, because you know, just to jump forward in my notes a little bit, they kind of make you. It's like they're wanting you to wonder whether a he's he is using again, mm-hmm. and he's hiding it from us. Sure. Or two, maybe there's something that the island's doing mm-hmm. that's trying to get through to Charlie. Yeah. Or you know maybe it's even something else. He might be going crazy completely. That's yeah. All we know. But yeah, there's definitely throughout this whole episode, there's this running theme of Charlie getting these messages related to Aaron and how he's supposed to save Aaron and. Yeah, and they don't, but they don't really ever tell us what that's about in right, this episode. Yeah. One thing that was, I guess, even just even not even going into the the fact of Charlie using or not using and all that stuff in that opening dream or whatever, mm-hmm. it was weird to me because um, at one point, I think this was the opening one, whenever Charlie looks over and sees his mother, and I think it was Claire, right? But it looked like. Um, yeah, they were like uh, setting up was like a nati- like a nati- nati- yeah, like they were trying to be like, like one of those classical some kind like of Christian yeah, paintings. Yeah, yeah, it's like um, before you before that right after that happens, you hear almost like it sounds like a plane about like crashing, right. and you can actually see a plane. Do you see a plane? They're like there's like a plane in the top corner. It's I think it's that the prop plane, the small That's one what that I we thought. found. But when it crashes, the dove comes out. Right. Which I don't know. Mm-hmm. To me, indicated the priest. Yeah, which will tie no tie it into something Echo said later in the episode. Yeah, which I, I, I did get. I mean that that, but I'm saying yeah. the fact that there was a priest on board, and for why did they show the plane? Right. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, to me, there's a significance to the plane. Yeah, it could be, or it could just be the typical lost weirdness, freak you out Maybe. kind of stuff that they show you. I, I had to get, <laughs> I had to go back to Echo's brother. Yeah, that was the plane in the plane. Echo's the one ends up telling Charlie this. True. You know, true. So I, I just kind of was connecting the dots Yeah, I don't there. know what to think about that either, yeah. the As far as the dub, for me, the thing I connected the dove to was Echo's comment later on. I mean, true or not, his comment about, you know, when John the Baptist baptized Jesus, he saw the dove, and it was a sign to him that he right. had, had cleansed Jesus of all of his sins and right. all this stuff. So to me, it's almost like us seeing that dove earlier in the episode 
was kind of like um, the island had cleansed Charlie of all of his past problems. Right. And that dove was a sign of that. Yeah. But I don't well, know. Who knows? I mean, you got to think about the plane was carrying Charlie's problems. Right. You know, it crashed and it burned and it's gone. That's true. And yeah. then, you know, the dove comes out after it's. The yeah, crash. the dove comes out of the plane crash. Right. Basically. Basically. Yeah. You know, uh, he's 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 gotten rid of his demon, uh-huh. you know. I don't know. So. so, yeah, it could just be like these dreams and these hallucinations are like, oh, I forget what you call it, kind of like the aftershock of Charlie giving up these drugs. Yeah. It's like the drugs are gone, and this is going to be the last effect mm-hmm. of those drugs being in his life. Yeah. And it's maybe this is just the show's way of letting us know this is the end of the, you know, druggy Charlie. Mm-hmm. You know, we're starting a new phase in Charlie's life, and things are going to be different. Although I thought he made relapse during this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it almost yeah, he definitely way. seems close to relapsing, but the whole scene with Locke yeah. and all of that stuff, you know, makes it seem at least either he was doing a good job of trying to make Locke think he wasn't going to relapse mm-hmm. or he really has no chance of relapsing. Which that scene aggravated the pants off me. I just wanted, to, I wanted to smack Locke at that yeah. point. I was like, let him destroy it. You yeah. know, let him yeah. be the one to do it. You know? Yeah. Mr. Locke, you know, miss, don't tell me what I can't do. Yeah. You know, way to take control of somebody else's exactly. life and force them to do what you want to do. And know? then he goes and locks them up in a room. I don't understand that either. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to get rid of them. We might need that heroin. You know, I mean... <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, put them on top shelf and uh, just in case Charlie finds yeah. <laughs> that, let's give him one more chance. Uh-huh. You know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that, I don't. I never thought about that either. Like, why didn't he just take the things and throw them in the ocean? Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Anyway, wow, we're we're making better time than I thought here. Um, the next thing I had, Claire gives Charlie five across the eyes, a nice big smack, mm-hmm. you know, after he takes Aaron, you know, during one of his freakout sessions. Right. And, you know, things are not looking good for Charlie and Claire Mm-mm. at all. No. I mean, that relationship's all but done, it seems like. Yeah, that was an awful scene anyways. I mean, Charlie, this is the, the one you're talking about after he sets the fire, correct? Right. You know, and, and he's standing out there and... And I mean, obviously, he has to look crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, I was like, that's the hardest place for probably Charlie to be put into because he really, truly feels like he's supposed to baptize Aaron. Yeah. But yet, the whole island—I mean, he looks like a crazy man. I was—I kind—I just felt bad for him. Yeah. You know, I was like, let him sprinkle a little water. Ain't he gonna... was, yeah, he was—he was having it rough this episode, and nobody yeah. was cutting him any slack whatsoever. And then, you know, Big Daddy Lock beats him up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like... That's another one of the things I hate about this episode. It's just... I'll, I'll save it. We'll okay, you're gonna, of, okay, okay we're not there a, yet? A wrap-up Okay, you're going to yeah. rant and rave later. i have to wait. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> Otherwise, I won't be able to focus on uh, the rest of my notes here. Okay. Okay, so a character bit here from Charlie's past. All right. You know, Drive Shaft is clearly on their way out. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're doing this very degrading commercial and dressed up in diapers <laughs> and stuff. It's like these guys are already has-beens. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, what was it? We are, we are one with the babies or something. I don't know. So, <laughs> something that had the name of the of the diapers in the name of the song. <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. You all, everybody's. I think. Yeah. It was. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's it's good. so dorky. That's it makes great. me makes me uh, really ashamed for him. Yeah. But um, a mystery. I did have one mystery in this episode. Um, you know, Hurley gets a good look at Libby, and seems to think he remembers her from somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you picked this up I or did. not, but at one point, you know, Libby tries to explain it away and how he might possibly remember her 
from the flight, but she gives him this really odd glance out of yeah. the corner of her eye. Yep. No, I totally picked it up. And I was trying to think back through all the Hurley segments and things mm-hmm. like that to where maybe I had seen her, but I can't, re- I can't remember. I'd had to go back and rewatch them, but I, yeah, there's definitely, definitely something more than the, the, the flight. Uh-huh. You know, she you know tells him about the story. Oh, he stepped on my foot. Da, 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 right. da. But here's the thing, though. Her glances kind of indicate that she's trying to lead him, lead him off of that. Scent. Oh yeah. So why would she possibly not want him to know where he knew her from? Well, I I was thinking one of two things. My my thoughts, and these are random. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, she was either a part of that crazy past that he was, you know, in like mm-hmm. you know the the center when he was messed up, right. or he is, or she is, maybe part of the the others, right? You know, that was my only two, two thoughts on it. I mean, there's right. When would he have seen her as another though? That would have made him remember, like, as they were going down on the plane or something. He happened yeah, to look like, out the window and it goes hot. <laughs> Man, she's hot and she's already yeah. on the island. You know? No, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, because this island has it has a weird way of like, I don't know mixing things you know like mm-hmm. i mean i don't know that i don't know that maybe he hasn't seen her i don't know it just it just for whatever reason it made me think of those two things because those are the only two things i see in hurley's life that yeah. would be controversial right and it's totally possible that it's it's just a foreshadowing of something in the future and he yeah. has never met her before mm-hmm. but who knows but yeah i definitely picked up on the weirdness though yeah did you have anything else general thoughts or other specific notes from the episode Oh, let's see. Um, no, I mean, obviously, I like the fact that, and you see, you see, yeah, uh, was it Liam? Uh, yeah. Liam, you know, he does a kind of a bad thing, sells Charlie's piano, but right. he chooses his family and decides right. to get help. Mm-hmm. And we kind of see that unfold, and that was kind of, that was kind of cool. But I also saw where Charlie gets his insecurities and and is so why he's so protective over Aaron. Right. You know, and, and Claire, mm-hmm. that is his family, you know, and it's all he had. Right. And um, so, I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of neat to get the backstory on that a bit. So um, another little just weird thing that I, I mean, there's a million of them in this episode, but um, Echo said something that, about the trees that he likes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember that or not, but he was, he was marking trees and Charlie asked him, what are you doing? He's like, these are the ones I like. Oh, okay. And okay. Charlie goes and burns that particular spot that he was marking. Are you sure? Yeah, because really? afterwards, Echo was over there looking at the trees, and that's when Claire walks up to him and says something to him about, did huh. you tell Charlie da-da-da-da, but he's going through and looking at where he marked those trees. Really? Yeah. I would have to check that out again. Yeah. That's that's really odd. That would definitely suggest some kind of weird connection between Echo and Charlie or like... If those were the, tr- I don't know, man, that's really odd. Yeah, I mean, because I, I was, I mean, for one, it was odd that he's marking these trees that he liked, mm-hmm. and they made sure that, I mean, obviously it's filmed for a reason, and then later in the episode, I mean, uh, you know, he's back over there, everything's been burnt out, and he's mm-hmm. looking at the trees and kind of shaking his head, and you can tell he's really upset about it, you know, and that's where Claire engages him in conversation. Wow, I didn't even notice that. I mean, I didn't realize that those were the same two spots, like the spot where he was marking trees and then the spot where he was looking around all of those trees at the end when she talked to him. Yeah, I didn't even realize they were burnt trees that he was walking around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, it may, I mean, when he's in the trees marking them, you can't really tell where it's at on the Island, but 
whenever he's over and it's already been burnt out. Mm-hmm. You can tell by his manner mannerism and just kind of the way he's walking around and just how he's distraught and he's looking down at where he was marking them. Right. So it indicates mm-hmm. that's the trees that he liked. Okay, yeah. That's that's real interesting. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I, I don't understand why, yeah, but it, cool, to though. me it made us made me realize, that, okay, well, there's something going on here, you know. Uh-huh. That's cool. Very good catch there. Anything else? Uh, no, that's, I think that's about it. Oh, at the end, at the end, um, Charlie puts his hood back up. Uh-huh. That meant something to me because when he was first on the island, right? that's who he was. He had yeah. the hood up. He was protected. Mm-hmm. He had since then taken it down, became this real happy go lucky Charlie. And now the hood goes back up, uh-huh. which symbolized something to me. You know? Yeah, definitely like, like a return to who he was and mm-hmm. maybe he's closer to to relapsing than he was before, right. you know, at the beginning of the episode. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, and it's like if everybody's going to treat me like I'm doing drugs again, I might as well be doing drugs mm-hmm. again kind of thing. And I'm sure he felt like the outcast when he was mm-hmm. doing drugs. Right. And even though he's not doing drugs now, he looked, feels like the outcast. Yeah, you know? yeah, I think you're right. Well, my general thoughts, um, like you said, this is a really weird episode. It sticks out as being drastically different from any of the other episodes it seems like most, like 90% of the episode was just complete fluff mm-hmm. with with minimal backstory for Charlie. Um, the only question I really thought of that was interesting was, you know, the whole idea of um, what the source of Charlie's delusions and mm-hmm. sleepwalking and his dreams really was. Right. You know, was he cracking up or is the island responsible in some way for this? And, um, you know, were they trying to make us think that he was using again and, and this all of what we were seeing was a result of that. Right. All of these weird dreams were just his freak out, you know, his moments of freaking out Yeah, yeah. from being on these drugs. But yeah, it's never been one of my favorite episodes, but it's not nearly as difficult to watch on the DVD as it was. I'm sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You watch it and like, well, we got to wait a week for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was just like a, well, that's weird. I yeah. can go to the next one. Next episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, obviously there was parts about I enjoyed, but yeah. for mm-hmm. me it was almost like racking up as a total like lost mystery, whatever yeah. episode. Yeah, I did. I think the one thing that I did enjoy this time that I haven't the other times I've seen it is really paying attention to Charlie's backstory in the mm-hmm. episode and trying to have a better appreciation for, you know, his family, his brother, his brother's situation with, you know, missing his daughter's birth and, deciding to go back and kind of try to make things right again. Mm-hmm. And um, so that part was good. But yeah. the on-island stuff could almost have been gone. And yeah, it yeah, you're right. not made any difference, I think. Yeah, I mean, they made a big deal. Kind of seemed like we made a pretty big deal about his mom and his dad. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing, or nothing that I saw ever came of that. Right. They're usually episode kind of resolves something. Yeah. This one never... Well, the, what the one thing they did do, I noticed, okay. is they show his dad as the butcher the uh-huh. beginning and then later on, Liam makes the comment that, you know, we're two boys that should be butchers. Or right. Something yeah, like that. yeah. 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 I remember So it's that. kind of just like it's showing where they came from versus mm-hmm. where they ended up. That's at. true. That's true. But that was about the only payoff I thought. Yeah. Well, uh, if that's it, I guess we'll go into our voicemail. Yep. Hey, Tom and Evan. <clears throat> How you guys doing? This is Justin from New Jersey. I just want to say, just got into your podcast. Um, I love it. Uh, you know, I've been watching since the beginning, so I can relate to uh, Evan there, and uh, I think it's great how <clears throat> Anton's watching it for the first time, and and you're you're managing not to spoil anything. I you know, I think it's amazing how you guys are doing that. I listened to your episode on the the 23rd Psalm, 
And I got to bust you for something there. Uh, you guys are talking about uh, why is Walt <clears throat> space on the milk carton? And, uh, you know, that was, that was part of Hurley's dream um, or hallucination or something. I, I mean, I, if I remember correctly, it's the same time, like, he was looking through all the food in the hatch, and he pulled out, like, a steak dinner already prepared out of a box. He was drinking from the, the cup, you know, the, the, the carton of milk that had Walt's picture. And I think it's the same one where Jim walks in, in the chicken, with his buddy in the chicken suit or whatever, and uh, like, oh, you're speaking Korean. No, you're speaking English or what have you. So, so uh, you can kind of chalk the milk carton picture of Walt, you know, just to the dream there. It wasn't anything significant. And it was a nice little Easter egg that producers threw in there for us. So, But uh, keep up the great work, guys. I uh, love what you're doing, and uh, take care. Uh, you can use this on the uh, podcast. That'd be great. Bye-bye. Thanks, Justin. That was great. I'm glad we got a response about that mm-hmm. whole discussion. I had totally forgotten that when we saw that milk carton was in the middle of that whole scene yeah, yeah. with a dream. Now, yeah. one thing I can't remember, and you might, did we ever have confirmation that that was a dream, or was it like a weird island thing like Charlie was experiencing or you, what? You mean Hurley? The Hurley in there and seeing Jim and Jim was speaking English and all of that stuff. I did we ever th- see him like wake up or? I think we did. I, I'm, now I'm just, I'm just grasping at straws here, but I, I vaguely remember him like waking up or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, okay. But uh, still, I mean, going back to, I mean, yes, I now definitely remember that that was di- on uh, the the milk carton thing was during the dream, mm-hmm. but still, it was it had happened, and Hurley didn't know about it. You know, I I think he did. I was thinking um, nobody was back yet. Well, that's true. Good point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if Hurley knew Walt was missing, it would make sense why his subconscious would play these yeah. tricks with his mind, and you know, knowing that Walt was gone, right kind of put his face on that milk carton but nobody was back yet so that right. that's the mystery to me is i mean yeah it might have been a dream dream but it was still the island it could have also been some kind of vision something something or island. another going on because he had no idea what was missing yeah even if he was dreaming very you true. know so very true so uh, yeah justin great great grab on that one but uh, yeah. uh i would like <laughs> to know your thoughts about that as well so yeah. <laughs> so yeah and as far as not spoiling anytime it's actually been way easier than i expected I've kind of limited my thoughts about every single episode to what I've just now watched and everything before that. And it's been a lot easier, probably just because it's been like seven months since a lost episode has been on TV. So, <laughs> man, but yeah, it's been, it's been a lot easier than I expected. And so far so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I won't hey, just all of a sudden assume that we've seen something so. that we haven't. And I'll say, well, remember such and such happened. And yeah, you're doing it. Actually, you know, you are doing a good job because I mean, there's not been a time where I'm going, like, wait a minute. Yeah. Are you telling me something? I think I you know? slipped one time and it was really insignificant. I said, I called it the smoke monster. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we didn't know what yeah. it was yet, but that was it. Yeah, that, that was, was just, yeah, I do remember that. But but that's been it, really. Yep. So, so yeah, thanks for your voicemail. And um, I guess we're going to wrap this up. It wasn't quite as short an episode as I expected. And um, we thank you guys for listening. And we still need to hear back from the winner of our contest. So you know who you are and send us an email or better yet, Call our voicemail listener line at 765-439-4190 and we'll uh, get your prize right out to you. So on Wednesday, we will be discussing The Long Con, which is a Sawyer-centric episode. Until then, though, you guys all have a wonderful day and we will talk to you later. Thanks for listening to The Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. 
New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at LostMysteryPodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at LostMysteryPodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.